Welcome to AGAM Insight, the weekly podcast about higher education by the Association of Independent Colleges and Universities in Massachusetts. This week, AGAM Senior Vice President and General Counsel Rob McCarran interviews Julie Shields Rutina, Director of College Planning and Education at MIFA. To begin, here's Rob. Hi everyone, I'm Rob McCarran, Senior Vice President and General Counsel at AGAM. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of AGAM Insight a podcast that highlights the people, policies, and programs associated with higher education in Massachusetts. This week, I will be speaking with Julie Shields Rutina. Julie is the Director of College Planning and Education at MIFA, the Massachusetts Educational Financing Authority. Julie joined MIFA in 2007, and in her current role, she provides students, families, and other organizations with expertise related to the planning, saving, and paying for college. Prior to joining MIFA, Julie worked for the College Board, Nellie May, and American Express, and she was the Director of Financial Aid at the Harvard Graduate School of Education. And MIFA is a longtime supporter of ACOM and our colleges and universities. Uh, MIFA has been an incredibly valuable partner on a number of initiatives to help students and their families prepare for college. Julie, it is my pleasure to welcome you to ACOM Insight. Thank you, Rob. It's my pleasure to be here. Thank you. Uh, so, Julie, what is MIFA and what are some of the resources and programming that MIFA provides to college students and their families? Sure. So, MIFA is a not for profit here in Massachusetts. And we, as you mentioned, we help families plan, save, and pay for college. And we do that in, in a number of ways. Uh, one, we have the state's two college savings programs. So, the the 529 plan, the U fund, and also the prepaid tuition plan, the U plan. And we also have the, um, the attainable program, which is the, uh, the Massachusetts ABLE program. And then we have a free student web portal for students in grades six through 12 to help them. It's called MIFA pathway and help them explore colleges, careers, take assessments about themselves, all as a way to prepare them for, uh, for their future. So that's, that's another tool. And then we have loans. We have private loans for families that are low cost and uh, for many families need that type of financing to finance college. So we, we also have a a robust loan program. And in addition to that, and we'll talk more about this today, I think is we have lots of guidance and information for families, whether it be on our website or we have numerous uh, webinars and presentations for families on how to apply for financial aid, college financing, admissions, how to pay the bill, all those kinds of things. That's the thing that causes the most thanks, right? How to pay the <laughs> yeah. bill. And and it's interesting, you mentioned the pathway, the, the MIFA pathway program and, and thinking starting as early as sixth grade to really think about that. And, and, and I've actually uh, been at some of the programming that you've done in the past, um, you know, reaching, going out to the local high schools and, and sitting down with you know, students and families as they really think about how are we going to do this. Um, so it sounds like, you know, a lot of what you do is, you know, a lot of the, one of the great features is uh, of the MIFA programming is in-person hands-on, right? Ch- telling, seeing them face-to-face, um, and I would imagine, given where we are right now with COVID hitting, uh, the COVID pandemic hitting in March, you've had to rethink and reimagine that work. Can you talk a little bit about that? 
Yes, definitely. I, I know. I think I, I, I think last year we went to 300 high schools to help parents and students complete financial wow. aid forms and to help them learn about the whole process. And of course that had to stop. And we would, we would also be in other organizations from libraries to uh, workplaces, all of that. So in March, we had to quickly say, how are we going to get all our, our information out, out to families? And we transitioned okay. as I think so many people have in this environment and we do everything virtually right now. And to be honest, it's, it's working really well. We, we are actually surprised at how well it's working. I think students and families clearly still need this information and they are, they are home. They have the technology too. And so we're all able to meet just as, as, uh, we all are meeting over zoom or, or other, other ways to be able yeah. to deliver that. And so we actually have, uh, you know, for between the end of September and early November, we had 25 webinars on the topic of college financing and applying for financial aid. So we really tried to be as accessible as possible. And we're going to, oh. we're going to continue all of our webinars are on all of our topics throughout the year. And are you finding, I mean, that's 25 between late September and November. That's almost virtually every day. Uh, yeah. And are you finding uh, the pandemic uh, and dealing with COVID, is it increasing attendance at these events compared to what you would have seen in in your face-to-face visits to the 300 high schools? Well, it's funny. It, in It's, let me say it's, it's comparable. So we did, we did, touch and reach a lot of people in person because we were all over the state in their communities. And so to date, it is about comparable. We're getting huge crowds on these webinars um, and we'll see maybe, but maybe by the end of the year, we will even have su- surpassed what we're, we were able to do in person, but it's, but it seems comparable Yeah. at this point. Yeah. And, and as far as uh, as you look between now and next fall, are there other resources and programming um, that you're thinking about um, as students think about the, the process of applying for financial aid and thinking, as you said, the ultimate question, how are we going to pay for this? Yeah, well, I think what we're hearing a lot from now is that clearly this has been a, a crazy year, an unusual year, and many families have been affected in so many ways and definitely financially. And so we are hearing that additional angst about families who uh, maybe there was a job loss or, or some, something that was major. And so we're working through with families and we do this in conjunction with all of our great college and university partners, financial aid administrators, working through to make sure that families know that they should speak up about this. They're gonna apply for financial aid and they need to be able to tell their story and share any of that financial information so that the colleges have that and can and can help them. And it's yeah. it's why it's widespread we're seeing. Yeah, I can imagine just the chaos and disruptions that you know the the, the COVID pandemic has caused uh, through all sectors uh, of the economy and and as you said, job loss and and really um, the whole process of applying for and and going to college and and you know, people thinking, oh, how are we going to do this? But, you know, as you said, people are, are, are finding ways to do it virtually and to set up uh, programs that still reach people. And uh, so it's great to know that, you, that you're still able to do that in, in such a meaningful way when, 
when there is so much uncertainty still uh, as a result of the pandemic. Right, right. And we're, um, we're really hoping we uh, we saw that at the end of well last year, the graduates from last year um, here in Massachusetts, there were fewer FAFSAs completed. And that's that free application for federal student aid. So and we know there were many reasons to that. And probably some were just all of the uncertainty. And so we're really making an extra push in conjunction, again, with all of the colleges and uh, school counselors to really push and try to help as many students and families as possible to complete those financial aid forms, even in the midst of uncertainty, so that yeah. at least they'll be prepared once they are able to make some decisions. <laughs> and, and that's the thing that uh, with any issue, taking the um, helping people be prepared, that helps to take the, the anxiety out of what is going to be an anxiety riddled uh, process anyway, is applying for thinking about college and applying for it. I know from having done it twice in the last four years, how much anxiety is involved with the finding the right college and applying for it. But, you know, knowing you're there to help figure out the other question, which is how, how are we going to pull the, the pieces together to pay for it? Um, that's to be a very rewarding part of it. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and one way that, um, you know, I mentioned in the, in our introduction that, you know, we've, ACOM has partnered with, um, with MIFA on, on a number of valuable initiatives. And, and I think one of our, most successful recent ones involved um, working with MIFA to successfully advocate for the establishment of a state tax deduction that would provide an incentive for Massachusetts families to start and to fund 529 college savings plans. Can you talk a little bit about the importance of that, of, of the uh, of family saving for college and the different um, opportunities that they have to do that? Oh, absolutely. Yes. You know, it really is critical. I feel like it's it's the most concrete step someone can take to helping just keep those options open for, for the students. So, you know, most families will end up paying for college in a, a variety of ways. You know, hopefully they get some financial aid. Hopefully they have some savings. Maybe they use some current income and maybe they need to borrow a loan. Um, and most families I know do a, a little of all of that, piecing it together. Yeah. But without savings... Um, then they're really putting stress on themselves about current income at the time that they're sending the kid to college and uh, or they're needing to borrow and borrow, you know, maybe maybe a lot. Um, yep. So the savings really helps families be more flexible and have more options for for their student and really takes the pressure off and maybe can reduce the amount that needs to be borrowed. Yes. So, yeah. Have you seen uh, Have you seen an uptick in new accounts since the the state tax deduction went into effect? We definitely have. So in the three years that the state tax deduction has been in effect, there has been a consistent increase in um, in accounts, and we just think this is terrific because you know we're always preaching about this is such a good idea to save, and I think that that is a little bit of a push that puts people over the edge. People have so many uh, so many things to save for and so many worries with finances all the time, but just knowing that, oh, that's an added incentive to to make sure yeah. I, I I make these savings. Uh, I, I think it's great and I, I hope it continues so that it'll be that extra piece to push people to yeah, save. We, we do as well. And I know, uh, as you know, when the, the tax deduction was created, um, you know, they wanted to see if it was going to be successful. So they did put a, a sunset provision in it so that 
right now it's due to it's scheduled to end by uh, the end of 2021 and so we've already started to make that compelling case to the to governor baker's administration and to the legislature that that this is something that should be permanently extended because because of the success we've seen in these in these first three years as to the number of new accounts that have been opened, more saving that's happened. And one of the uh, the stats that we used when we were advocating for the change back in 2016 is that it's um, it, it's just the the aspirational aspect that college savings has uh, for a family and for students that that those students, those families that have are, are saving something towards college, their student, their, those children are six or seven times more likely to actually attend a college, which is which is an amazing um, aspirational part of, of the savings program. Uh, it definitely is. And in fact, I, I guess I'll just mention here the Baby Steps program that is here in Massachusetts through the state treasurer's office and MIFA works so closely with them. And that program was developed really because of that research you just stated to really encourage uh, families to save um, so that their their kids will, um, you know, have have that uh, aspiration and incentive of going going to college. And that that program allows every baby born or adopted in Massachusetts to receive uh, starting this year, 2020, January um, to receive $50 to open an account. So it's great. Which is great because then the, then the tax deduction allows them to grow that um, and incentivizes them to grow, to grow that, which is great. Yeah. Um, and, and so we've talked, uh, before we close, I, I know I wanted to, we've talked a little bit about what you do um, as far as helping prospective college students and thinking about how are we going to get to and pay for college. Uh, do, does MIFA have any resources for uh, and or programming for current students or recent graduates that, that would, they should be aware of? We do. So really, we, we, we continue our guidance all the way through. So when students are in college, we still, we still talk to families. You know, families reapply for financial aid every year, and fi- their financial situation can change every year. So they call us, and we talk about all of their options um, it, many times families will call us if they need to borrow a loan and we can help them figure out how they can borrow the, the smallest loan they need to borrow and maybe, uh, join a monthly payment plan with the college, or maybe the student is able to take on some additional employment and, and keep that debt to a, a, a reasonable level. And then additionally for college graduates, um, who have taken on a lot of debt, we have a refi program, which is a program where they can refinance all of their uh, education debt, and in doing so, possibly lower their interest rate and lower their payment, so that when they're in that stage of life where they're just starting out their career and all of that, they're they're able to better manage that that debt. That's really interesting. It's a, you. You uh, a lot of what you do is helping to provide some really valuable information and really lessen the anxiety from the time we're, we're in sixth grade where you're thinking about what college might even be to getting to applying and paying for college. And now we're through college and wondering how we're going to pay for it. So it's, it's a, the, uh, the range of services and programs is pretty amazing. And, and just, we know from, from working with MIFA and the folks there over the, the last uh, you know, decade that, uh, how valuable you are to students and families, but also to um, you know 
to our colleges, our college universities, and that partnership was just really appreciated. So I wanted to uh, thank you, Julie, for taking a few minutes today to, to tell us about what MIFA and, and the important programs and services you provide. We really, really do appreciate it. Thank you, Rob. Okay, we'll talk soon. All right, great. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Aikam Insight. We will be back with a new episode next week. Be sure to listen and share.